What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Latino Nerd Order podcast. We are here to talk about the book of Boba Fett. Uh, we're going to go into all the nitty gritty details about it. Um, and we're also going to discuss some other things, but uh, have a very special guest with me. Uh, do you mind introducing yourself? Uh, my name is Chris Striegel. And I don't know how to put myself over here, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, awesome. So obviously we're here to talk about Book of Boba Fett. Um, but before we touch on that, I guess we can go ahead and talk about some movie news, uh, media news, whatever you want to call it. Um, we finally got a Obi-Wan uh, release date, which is May 25th, which is ironically the 45th anniversary of A New Hope, uh, the first time we did see him. Um Pretty exciting show. There's rumors about the Inquisitors being on there. Um, I believe they're confirmed, actually. Um, what What are your thoughts about this Obi-Wan show? Man, I'm excited. I mean, there's so much Star Wars content out now and coming out now that I'm and I'm literally excited for all of it, obviously. This one in particular, though, I mean, bringing Ewan McGregor back as Obi-Wan is just... I feel like that's something that... You know, there's a lot of divisiveness in the Star Wars fan base, but I feel like as you playing, oh, yeah, yeah, I feel like <laughs> even playing Obi Wan is like something that everybody loves, and I don't think there'll be a lot of complaints about that. I hope that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I'm stoked. Um, it's crazy. You... Like they, they got uh, Hayden Christensen coming back as yep. Anakin slash Vader. Also, you know, so it's I'm very excited. I'm very excited too. It's it's kind of wild because um, I obviously grew up. Uh, watching the the prequels and um i love i'm a big fan of i don't want to say shitty cheesy movies but i am a big <laughs> fan of shitty cheesy movies um i mean like some of my favorite like batman movies are like batman and robin and batman forever um just a cheesy um but i never found the prequels to be cheesy in their own way i just <laughs> really um liked them um it, it immediately sparked my interest and then from there i kind of dove into the original trilogy um, but I'm excited because to me, one of my favorite Star Wars movies is Revenge of the Sith um, and Clone Wars to to its own credit. But um, I'm just excited. Had you told had you told me 20, uh, 22 years from now that we'd be getting these characters back. Um, right. Played by the same actors. I'd, I'd say bullshit. Um, but here we are. And I'm pretty excited about that. Um, keeping going on the track of Star Wars. Um, it seems like we got um, an Andor season two confirmation. Don't really know. How... Yeah, they haven't even given us season one yet. Season one, yeah. Two. I'm not mad at it. Keep them coming. <laughs> I'm not mad at it either. Um, I am interested to see if it's more of a... I mean, it has to be at this point like a story dictation. Um, I'm assuming whatever story they're telling in season one probably won't fully conclude. Um, kind of like right. we got, kind of like we got in this season of Book of Boba, but we'll get into that. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I really liked Andor as a character in Rebel One. Yeah. Re Rebel One's a pretty awesome movie. Um, do you think it's a mistake that they're announcing it so early? No, not at all. I mean, like, I'm curious how they dragged that out for two seasons. Only, I don't think it's a mistake only because we obviously already know how the character ends up. So anything we're being given is obviously, you know, just pre that and building up to that. So like, yeah, whatever you want to give us, give it to me. You know, I'm not, that's, Very it's true. not like, oh, they spoiled it. He's obviously not, nothing's going to happen to him because 
there's a season two confirmed. Yeah, obviously nothing's going to happen to him because, you know, we've seen Rogue One. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and uh, kind of jetting away from the Star Wars stuff, um, if you guys haven't finished catching up on all the MCU MCU stuff now, I guess you can call it MCU stuff, uh, all the Marvel shows will be leaving Netflix on March 1st. There's a lot of theories of where they'll end up. I don't think they'll end up on Disney+. Plus. I think Disney Plus yeah, has like a, they're a little too uh, the language and some of the violence maybe it's a, little, a little too much for for Disney. <laughs> it's a little it's a little too brutal. Um, I know Hulu's under the Disney umbrella, yeah. so I'm assuming they'll probably end up there. Put um, them on pretty, there with uh, Agents of Shield and Cloak and Dagger and all that. So yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. Um, we'll see what happens. I'm pretty excited. Um, I need to finish watching Daredevil season two and three. Oh. Um, I mean, I've seen them before, but I'm rewatching it with my brother. Okay, okay. So, um, he hasn't seen it and, um, we kind of binge watched season one, like in a week or something when we had the crazy snowstorm, uh, happen mm-hmm. a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago now. Um, also if you guys are a fan of the boys, they are doing an anthology, uh, animated series called the boys diabolical. It's kind of, kind of further explore that universe of the boys, um, with with more stories and kind of spread it out, um, which I'm pretty excited about. The Boys is a wild fucking show, and um, it's it's just good. I've read the I've read the graphic novel, and it's been um, it's been pretty on point, and I'm kind of ready for this season. Awesome, man. So uh, first question first. We'll kind of go through a couple questions here, and then kind of see, um, and then we'll end up talking about. Um, do you remember the first time you kind of? fell in love with nerddom or how'd you discovered it or what was the um the thing that kind of set you on this path and i guess uh just kind of growing up as a kid and being into you know things that kids are into be it you know movies and cartoons and comics and all that and then just not growing out of it and here we are i'm a uh 45 year old man sitting here drinking out of a boba fett mug you know but (laughs) Sam, I got my uh, Force Awakens uh, Mondo cup here. Nice, nice. I, I, I will see you that and raise you the uh, Empire Strikes Back uh, nice. Burger King glass from 1980. <laughs> I yeah, um, I just, I don't know, always uh, attached to like sci-fi, fantasy, superhero, comic book type things as a kid. And that, that that kind of stuff just resonated with me early. And I just never let go of it. Star Wars in particular. Yeah. Uh, it's actually one of my earliest memories, uh, not just like Star Wars memories, just the earliest memories period is seeing the uh, 79 theatrical re-release of A New Hope. Oh, wow. Okay. They, I, I was like a fucking infant when it came out in 77 so I, I, I wasn't in the theater at that time but one of the earliest things that I remember is very vividly just like the opening scene with like you know Leia's ship and the Star Destroyer flying overhead oh yeah and that just like memory was like implanted into my brain and I guess that's kind of you know shaped the course of the rest of my life in some way but <laughs> that's how it happens man um I was kind of the same way I think I started off with um the saturday morning cartoons um same yeah absolutely. x-men Remember when that was a thing <laughs> yeah x-men um fucking spider-man um all kinds of stuff that stuff kind of led me uh the iron man cartoon yeah um iron man is my favorite superhero um so that kind of led me down that path and then um 
the way I discovered Star Wars was basically the same way. Um, I was watching, I think it was on TV at the time, um, uh, The Phantom Menace and uh, just everything about it hooked me. I was terrified of Darth Maul. <laughs> um, the lightsaber fights were fucking awesome. And then you right. had uh, uh, The Duel of the Fates. And I just kind of fell in love with it then. And then I just kind of started, I just never really turned back, which I thought was awesome. Um, so we are a, obviously we call ourselves the Latino nerd order. Um, kind of double, double question here. Um, do you have a favorite uh, Latino media creator and do you have a favorite Latino uh, piece of art? All right. Well, this, this uh, kind of sounds like a cheap answer in that it's sort of what you named your podcast after, but you know the whole latino world order thing but uh lucha libra in in general is a big big thing i think just uh the fact that it's such like a kind of big mexican cultural thing and just has this really rich tradition and history and then just the effect and influence it's had on pro wrestling in general which wrestling obviously is another huge 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 part of my life just another big interest that's up there with star wars for me yep I feel like we have that in common. So, yeah, yeah, I would definitely say that too. Um, it's kind of, and we're kind of going off topic here, but who cares? Um, the uh, the Lucha Libre stuff's really interesting because it's really shaped um, literally a generation of people. Um, sure. And you can go back to the uh, the Super J Cup of '94 all the way down yeah, to all the way down to now, which I think it's really awesome. Um, Besides Booker Boba Fett, have you been watching anything else? Series, movies that you're super into at the moment? Uh, nothing that's out right now. I don't think there's anything that's like, I mean, now that Boba Fett just wrapped, there's nothing that's out that I'm like either watching week to week or that just came out that I haven't watched. So I think all of my uh, viewing time right now is going toward wrestling. And somewhere there, yeah. Like my 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 weekly episodic stuff is like you know, Dynamite and Rampage, and then yeah, whatever GCW New Japan shows are out there and various indies and stuff. Same. Uh, I've been doing like Dynamite, and then on Thursdays I've been pretty hooked to uh, Peacemaker, okay. um, which we'll be doing a episode after this one. Um, and then Fridays obviously Rampage and stuff. Um, that's been pretty much it. Um, it's been kind of cool. I mean, now that Boba Fett kind of wrapped up, um, I'll have to find another Wednesday, <laughs> Tuesday midnight thing. Um, right. Because I would normally watch it. I'll stay up like a fucking moron. Oh, I do I'll, the same. Until <laughs> 2 a.m. Um, watch it and then I'll go to sleep and then I'll end up talking about it with someone till like 4 a.m. And that someone's usually been you and a few other people. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So back to Star Wars. Um, favorite Star Wars movie? Okay. Um I think double double answer here. I think my in my opinion, the the best Star Wars movie is Empire Strikes Back, and I feel like that's a fairly universally uh, shared opinion. But a lot yeah. of people feel that way. But I would say personal favorite one that I'm most attached to uh, is Return of the Jedi. Gotcha. And I feel like that might just be time and place and nostalgia. Not that I don't love it because I, I do, but I feel like that came out like at the beginning height of my <clears throat> like you know fandom as, as a kid that was like the new movie i mean i guess they all were the new movie at some point for me since i was alive for all of them 
but uh that one was the one that like really really like i was all in like seeing it uh first run in the theater actually the first time i saw it the theater that i saw it at still had revenge of the jedi on the marquee i guess they 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 didn't uh change it from like whenever they had the 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 coming attractions thing up there like months ahead of time or whenever nobody nobody gave them the memo i guess but uh yeah so that you know long long answer for a a short answer is return of the jedi is a favorite um man yeah i'm kind of on the empire strikes back boat um but for personal nostalgia reasons um episode one and three are probably right there um technically not the greatest movies of all time i don't i i I don't really give a shit um (laughs) i think the story of um an episode three of anakin fully becoming vader was super cool to me as a kid um kind of seeing the um Dom's going to be joining us in the middle of this, which is fine. Okay. Um, So it'll be my first time having three guests, which is fine. Uh, This is a first for the podcast. So I'm excited. Um, He overslept, which is totally fine. (laughs) Um, But we'll just pick up the podcast from where we are. So if you guys are listening to us on audio and you guys are like, what the fuck is that other voice? That is my buddy Dom joining us uh, in the middle of our recording. You're not hearing things, I swear. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, episode one for me, just. Um, I guess it also tied into a lot of the the video game stuff that was out at that time. Okay. There was like a Nintendo 64 game um, that I was super into uh, with the pod racing stuff. And then um, when I was super young, we had a, we had a movie theater open up, which is gone now, which is a car lot now. Um, But when, when I used to go there, um, they had the original star Wars pod racer game. Oh, did you the sit down one? With the, yeah, the full. I on. actually just played that for the first time like two months ago. Oh wow! There's a place called Galloping Ghost in Chicago. It's like the largest arcade in the country, and they have like oh, shit. every. They have like everything, and I was out there on tour. We we spent a day there. We had a day off. Went there for a few hours. And oh man, that game is so yeah. cool. Yeah, it was a lot and, of fun. And I just always remember that, um, because. Th- I, if I recall correctly, I think it was actually uh, a Nobu Starfighter that was the the shell of the arcade <laughs> game, um, which we'll obviously dive into because um, it does tie into the show. Sure. Um, but yeah, um, I guess this is kind of a loaded question, and and um, I'm sorry, but um, <laughs> what does Star Wars mean to you? I guess it kind of ties into what I was saying earlier, just how I kind of got attached to it very early on and never let go of it even in the uh the, the dark times in the in the late 80s early 90s when there really wasn't a lot of uh content coming out like post return of the jedi i feel like a year or two after that everything kind of dwindled out they stopped making the toys they weren't you know obviously that was the end no more movies ever right yeah <laughs> and then we didn't get anything until what like 97 98 special editions right yeah so the next time anything came out so beyond that there was like i guess not a lot coming out for the better part of a decade until like the Zon novels and the dark horse comics then they started you know putting some stuff out and that was that was a big uh that was big for me but in general yeah i just loved it as a kid and just one of those things that I never let go of and just 
even during those years when like you know a lot of other kids my age kind of like grew apart from it or just because there was no new content coming out everybody just kind of moved on to whatever their next interest was that was yeah. just, i was still like the one reading the star wars books and still like just always watching movies over and over again still had all the toys out and everything you know yeah never, never let go of it and it just it always resonated with me and still to this day yeah i i will say i definitely had a falling out with it at some point um but then i think it was like sixth or seventh grade um i stumbled onto some of the expanded universe books in my mm. library uh in the school library um and that's kind of where i started just kind of um reading that expansive stuff um, sure yeah i love all that stuff too and then uh one of the main things that i ended up uh, buying as a kid well i guess teenager um was uh the the three Thrawn books oh yeah I, that I ended up just kind of owning and having and really not letting go anytime soon <laughs> um that stuff just kind of um really rekindled my love and then um you have episode um you have the new trilogy that came out um whether I have my thoughts on it but overall I did enjoy some of it um and yeah. I really did Wow, episode seven was probably a carbon copy of A New Hope in a way. It, um, they played it safe with that one, yeah. They did. Um, but it, but it, it, it felt like Star Wars to me. Yeah. And it was something that I had felt like with a lot of parts of the prequels. Yeah. Like, yeah, it did. But like episode seven, I was just like, oh, wow, this feels right. It yeah. feels like I'm watching that because, you know. And then, yeah, like you said, they played it kind of safe with that. But. Yeah, I, I think Save is probably the best move just because you're kind of reintroducing Star Wars to sure. literally a whole new generation. Um, and obviously, as as uh, I was listening to another podcast that I that I listened to, um, the Sith Council over um, with Christian Harloff, um, he always and it cracks me up because he always states like, well, Star Wars is kind of meant for kids, but it's also not really. So right. um, I felt like. I don't know. I really loved episode seven um, yeah. and, and episode eight is probably to me the strongest movie out of the three. Um, Absolutely. Episode nine just kind of felt like a Star Wars Avengers Endgame type movie that didn't really deliver. I think um, it had some really yeah. good moments um, and some really cool, really cool Easter eggs. But overall, I just felt like it was kind of all over the place. I agree with that. Yeah, I think uh, like, you know, Force Awakens very safe, but felt like Star Wars, and it was a nice kind of return to form, and I, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the Last Jedi, and this this gets me a lot of uh, guff when I say this, well, in a lot of places, but it is the best Star Wars film since 1983. Oh, I agree. I 100% and, agree. Well, I'm glad you do. A lot, a lot of people hate hearing that <laughs> very um, dis very divisive movie and i understand why but also i feel like if people sat there and thought about why it's divisive to them they would realize that that is also the reason why it's such a great movie exactly and then the rise of skywalker i think a lot of really really cool parts but as some of its parts it doesn't work it's too disjointed and all over the place and kind of because they had to try to cram so much into one movie it just hits the ground running like you just come back after the end of you know the last jedi you come back and then it's just like hey here's the emperor just like in the opening crawl oh this is happening okay wait what yeah like, exactly and then it just does does not stop kind of hits the ground running and just is a really wild ride and goes a lot of 
weird places that just it, don't make sense. And it, I don't know. It did feel all over the place, and it did have some parts for me that didn't necessarily. Um, I mean, I, I, it was, it was kind of a cool experience, and and I guess this kind of equates to some of the movie, um, the way I feel about it. But it was kind of surreal because in, in in my row where I was sitting, it was me, someone who was like probably in their so I'm 27 to put it into context. Um, there was someone who was like in their mid thirties who probably grew up with the main, uh, the main original trilogy as, as sure. their star Wars. Um, and then next to him, who I found out later was, his, was his dad who was in his mid 75s. Um, and it was just kind of surreal because you have like three generations of star Wars sitting in one right. row and you're watching like the culmination of like the new trilogy, um, and I think we all collectively cried where we thought mm. that Chewie died. Yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, there were certain parts of that movie that I really liked that I felt um, were really, really cool. I think, uh, I think the Palpatine stuff was kind of a cop out. I wish they kind yeah. of would have been a little bit more ballsy on um, the dictation of the story. Here we go. Um but nonetheless, it was it was a movie, and um, I don't know. I don't think it was. It was a movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> the way to, good, it good was, way to put it. It was a movie. What's up, dude? What's up? Hello, I'm here. Hello, hello. welcome. Thanks, good thanks morning. For, thanks for joining. <laughs> thanks for joining us. Um, real quick, uh, you just kind of want to introduce yourself to the guest. Hey. Yeah, so um, I'm Dom. I uh, do photos here in uh, Austin, Texas. Sweet. So we just got done kind of talking some stuff, but uh, since you're here, I guess we can kind of dive into the show. Um, first time having more than one guest, so kind of bear with me here. Um, uh, I guess we'll go with Dom first. What are your overall thoughts of The Book of Boba Fett Season 1? Uh, I think... If you're looking at it just from, you know, a show point of view, I think it was kind of weak, you know, started slow. Um, last three or so episodes, I think were un- unarguably very, very, very strong. Uh, strongest piece of Star Wars media we've probably ever gotten. Um, but I think it was just not the boba everyone came in hoping for and it's definitely not the bubble we saw you know just two seconds ago in mando <laughs> uh but i did love all of the characters minus you know the power ranger group of characters um i think i was pretty excited to see a lot of stuff with the the tuscans and uh uh pretty much all of tatooine you know just diving right back into that um and seeing, you know, Mando and, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll go, in and go into it and Grogu and all of them uh, just kind of reconvene, brought, brought tears to the eye. <laughs> and th- this is why I kind of chose you guys uh, to kind of do this pod with me because I know um, we all probably are kind of in different ways of what we thought of the show, um, which I thought would make a really good discussion. Um, Chris, overall thoughts of the show without kind of going into any spoilers. Um, what did you think? Yeah, without, without any details, just overall enjoyed it a lot. There, like I think, like what Dom said, it was a slow start, and maybe that was 
intentional. I don't know. But uh, overall, there, there was a lot of it, stuff in there that I was just like, I've been waiting to see this since 1983. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is like some stuff in here fresh off of what I would have wanted after having watched Return of the Jedi. You know what I mean? Like, it was... Yeah. So, yeah, over, overall, loved it. Was it my favorite thing that I've ever seen Star Wars related? Not necessarily, but I mean, it's it's we're we're in a good place right now as as Star Wars fans. Star Wars fans, that's that we're great. getting very yeah. very spoiled. Um, after the finale, I watched it twice, so I think I'm kind of conflicted on how I feel about the show. Um, it did its job to get me invested in some people. Um, I wish we would have spent more time in certain aspects of Boba's story. Um, but I think overall it was a good show. I don't think it was perfect by any means. Um, I think the flaws in the writing were probably um, in some of the episode choices they did. Um, but I ended up really loving those episodes. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword where I'm being critical, but I was fucking crying and geeking out the whole time. Right. I'm watching some of those episodes and um, cool. So if you guys haven't seen it and you guys are listening to this for whatever reason, go watch the show. Cause after this point forward, we're going into full on spoilers of the show um, from episode one, all the way down to episode seven. Um, cool. So for me, obviously um, not, a. I think Boba, I always thought Boba was really fucking cool. Um, obviously didn't really know much about him besides what we got in episode two and then going forward. Um, favorite characters of the show. Uh, I guess for me, uh, I think Fennec got kind of um, underwritten a little bit. She was really badass in some of the parts of the show, um, especially in the finale. Um, but I felt like, I don't know. People were like, man, I think she's going to turn on him. And I was like, I don't want that. I don't think that, no. I don't think that makes sense. Star Wars wise. Um, yeah. I well, never expected that. I don't know. Yeah. There, there was were. people thinking like, Oh, like I she, did see some people. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So that was kind of a weird. Had, had to have been before her and Boba's episode. Cause I feel like that just, you know, cemented their friendship and relationship really how right. they kind of, see bounty hunting and their own personal morals exactly um fennec was probably one of my favorite characters um uh, i always love watching uh cop banth come back i really loved him in uh the mando show and he came back here for a short stint really liked it um, just a little bit <laughs> just a little bit um we we got to see uh probably one of my favorite um animated characters and cad bane come back um again just for a two episode stint but it was really cool um what are you what what were your guys' favorite characters out of the series um i'd probably have have to say just being a fan of the star wars comics uh black chrysanthemum yeah uh immediately seeing him i was like holy shit they did it <laughs> yeah that was my reaction too like you just see him for that when he came in with the huts it's like wait is that did they really like <laughs> Like it's crazy now that like they're bringing in all these characters that we'd only seen in the animated shows, and now they're pulling them out of the comics the too. Comics. And I'm just like, oh, we're, we're just wrapping everything together, and I'm here for it. Such a fucking intimidating, scary character too. It's yeah. wild. Badass. 
Um, Chris? Yeah, he um, pretty much took my answer there. But uh, <laughs> I did also enjoy uh, Fennec, and I do agree that maybe we could have uh, delved into her a little bit more. But I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where she fits in going forward with I mean, just where – we go in general, like, is there going to be a season two of this show or was this just a little sidebar to the overall story in The Mandalorian? I don't know. So from from the last three episodes, it definitely felt um, and I've definitely seen this opinion like floating around, but it definitely felt like this was just a sidebar for uh, The Mandalorian. It was just, uh, hey, this guy's also doing this yeah. couple of days, a couple of weeks after. I, I, honestly, I feel like it was always meant to be that anyway, and I don't think a lot of people realize that, and that kind of rubbed people the wrong way, like, oh, Boba wasn't even in this episode, this was just another episode of The Mandalorian, and I'm like, honestly, the whole series kind of is, this yeah. is kind of just like, it's a car- it's, like it's, you said, yeah. here's what this here's what this guy's doing while this is happening, and then we kind of circle back and bring the Mando back in, and everybody gets wrapped back up into it again. <laughs> Yeah, And then, so I don't know, like, if we're going to get a season two of this or if everybody involved is just, like I said, like, in the bigger story that's going on. I mean, I think they have potential to do some sort of seedy underworld type spinoff show or continue right. with this. What is Boba doing with the rest of the syndicates? Because obviously, story with Tatooine's never going to be over. Sure. I will say um, I kind of had an idea Based on the character, based on the portrayal of Boba we got in The Mandalorian, I was, I did have certain expectations coming into the show. Um, I thought him kind of, I was like, oh shit, we're going to get like um, a ruthless um, kind of uh, underground uh, crime syndicate leader. Um, And I was like, this is cool. Like, like I, we're going to get very like, uh, like almost godfather vibes out of this show mm-hmm. it's kind of what i expected going into it um obviously the first three episodes set that tone really really fast immediately mm-hmm. um i really i like the show um but i felt like yeah i mean i think the boba that we got in the show was obviously <laughs> i guess the, i guess sometimes star wars the growth is kind of a story too and i felt like right. that was kind of the story that we got um Obviously, I feel like I kind of know the answers to these, um, but um, your favorite episode of the series. Mm. <laughs> that one's actually tough because between the last three, like they're all really good. Right there. Yeah. Some of the best uh, we've ever gotten. <laughs> I'd probably say. Uh, was it episode had to have been four when uh, Mando comes back and we see him like rejoin the Enclave for a quick second? That was episode five. five episode five. five. Where the, it was basically just the all Mando episode. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was episode five. Yeah, that was probably my, my absolute favorite because we open in with that just very... Uh, grindhouse. Oh, I'm just mm-hmm. coming into this meat oh, shop. Oh man, I was so collecting good. my dude. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I I must have screamed out loud like four times in the first five minutes of that show. It was just like, 
It was so much so fast. The the curtain opens and and he's there and it's just like, oh, and then when he immediately just like, I can bring you in hotter, I can bring you in cold. I'm just like, there's that. And then it's like, and there he is with the dark saber. It's like, oh, fuck. Like, you know. Cuts the dude in half. Right. I was like, hey, um, there's money in there. (laughs) I just I just want to go. I just killed your boss. Go do whatever you want. (laughs) I'm just doing my job to get to my kid. And then, of course, you get the the Mandalorian lore um him fighting the descendant of the original maker of the dark saber um and then him getting cast out which i think will definitely lead into mando season three oh yeah um we're probably gonna go back to the implications there because he he's about that life as he told boba (laughs) he he believes it (laughs) this is the way i believe him and grogu are headed for those caves I will say I did think episode five was probably uh, uh, my favorite um, just based on uh, everything that you guys just said. Uh, the opening scene was probably mm-hmm. one of the best um, cold opens in anything Star Wars. Um, just the way it was shot, the uh, the tone of the, of the of the opening and the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard, she's yep. a wizard. Dude, she, her, her own series ASAP. Straight up, like right now. Um, I really loved it. Um, I definitely think um it kind of I honestly thought that was gonna be it for uh for Mando in this season, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of glad it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, they they shot it to where you could have been like, okay, that was our little cut of what he's doing back to Boba. Yeah, right. And then and, like, and, the first half of the sixth episode was still him. And it's like, what are we doing here? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and to people that were complaining, like, oh, like this is Mando season 2.5 or whatever. Um, I felt like to me, that was always what made Star Wars really good is that you could focus on so many things at once and in one sure. straight and one straight narrative. Um, so that felt real um, basic Star Wars to me where mm-hmm. it was like, cool. Like we, okay. Like, at that point in the story, we knew what they were going to do in, in uh, Tatooine, right? They were getting mm-hmm. ready. They were getting ready to take on the syndicate. They were kind of preparing everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't really need to see that part. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of glad that they gave us some of the best fucking Star Wars <laughs> they gave us. Um, episode episode five is really awesome. Um, yeah. it's, it's definitely a tie between episode five and six. Yeah, um, but I think um, they, they definitely stepped up the uh, the deep fake for Luke right? this season. Man. Oh man, that, <laughs> that was pristine. I he was looks, like, "How did you do this?" Yeah, he this looks rubbery. Doesn't look bad because the <laughs> the end of uh, Mando it didn't look terrible, but if you looked at it too long, you're like. Uh, yeah, that I think General we, Tarkin effect. They, you know that. Yeah, yeah. They, they had the uh, the benefit of everybody just being so goddamn happy and freaking the fuck out that Luke was in it. It's just like, oh my god, this. You know, then then you don't really sit there and go, hey, wait, that's you know, everybody's so excited. Yeah. It was such a short thing too that I don't think there was a lot of room to pick it apart. But yeah, like if you go back and look at it without the. Uh, you know, without Rose the uh, glass. yes, that's what I was looking for there. Thank you. Yeah, w- w- without that, it's just like oh, all right, this is great, but you know, but this they re- because it was like you know half the episode, he's in. They better do something good with it, right? And and I did. They, they definitely delivered there. I 
I literally remember. So it was kind of funny because I had woken up after the finale. Um, I woke up like at like three, uh, like three thirty a.m. and the finale had already aired, so everything was on Twitter already. Um, and I remember uh, someone was like, "If that X wing is," I was like, "Fuck!" So I, I, I was like, "I just, I just need to watch it." Um, and then I just remember like the lead up to it. I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" <laughs> and then we got the reveal. The face was pretty interesting. Um, but I, it was like one of those things where like I didn't care because just because yeah. we were getting right. Luke Skywalker again. Right. Um, the deep fix stuff and in, in, in the book of Boba mm-hmm. was pretty gnarly. I believe they hired um, a YouTube artist who did his own rendering of the mm. fin- of the finale scene with his own. <laughs> oh okay he like cleaned up the original one he like he cleaned it up so much they hired him to do it again that's and they great. were like hey i forget his actual name but um that's why i felt like it was so good but um man yeah i think um do you guys think we got too much mando in this season no uh, no because i mean him and boba are connected exactly. if we hadn't gotten like the tail end of season two probably so yeah uh but now uh the way he was just like you know don't even i don't even care about the money just Mm -hmm. call it a favor they're obviously you know friends he's gonna come in um it wasn't a matter of if it was when it was when yeah right yeah and like i said i think like the show was intended to be a sidebar of the mandalorian overall so i don't think there's too much of them like you said it it took till the fifth episode before they brought him in so there was certainly enough going on otherwise where it didn't feel like he kind of like you know took over the show was just in every episode or whatever yeah but i do feel the only slight concern i have is and i would assume that most people watching the Mandalorian are also watching the book of Boba Fett, so it's not a big deal. But so much happened, uh, Mandalorian wise, like in the last couple episodes of Boba Fett, where if you go, if you come in cold to Mando season three, just you're not gonna get season any two, you're gonna yeah. be like, What the fuck happened? Why is Grogu back? Yeah, why, why is Grogu's back? Why, He's gonna what do you mean? What do you mean? It's been cast out of his clan, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't, there's some like really, really heavy shit happened. How the fuck did in he get that storyline in the other show? Like, yeah, he's got an M1 starfighter now. He he's got Grogu back. Uh, he like he left Luke. He he's been cast out of his clan. Like, there's, there's oh, he, so you know, much, he's dealing yeah. with the, all the shit with the dark saber. Like, all this stuff's happening that we were expecting to see picked up and answered in Mando season three. They gave it to us in this show, which I'm not mad at because it was Same. it was fucking great and really yeah. really well done. But I just do feel like in the overall narrative, it might be confusing to some people. Although, like I said, I feel like if you're watching one, you're watching both, so it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they did a good job. That, that's just like an outside criticism that I can no. see people having, which you know, I think they did a good job of kind of um, the stories were kind of intertwining, anyways, based mm-hmm. off Mando. Um, sure, I think they did a good job because yeah, it's like. I don't know. It would be like if you were if you watched um, like if you skipped Infinity War and then you just went straight to Endgame. You're like, right. Where the fuck is half of the population? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what the fuck just happened? Um, so I definitely felt like it was needed. Um, I was I mean, overall, I felt like there was a lot of crazy stuff. Um, 
and then going back to episode five, um, they showed the the destruction of um, of uh, Jesus Christ, I'm forgetting the name of it, Mandalore, uh, Mandalore, and that crazy straight out of Terminator Two. That one hundred percent was. If that was not intentional, I don't believe. Yeah, don't exactly. Believe. Like I saw that, I immediately <laughs> was just like, "That is a future scene from Terminator, and it's fucking awesome." Fucking Skynet. It's just like awesome. yeah, you just have the things flying in the background with the spotlights on while the oh, yeah. are climbing over the bottom like come on man that is like straight out it of terminator and i and i'm here for it yeah i think i um that was really awesome but then like i felt like some of the flashbacks were really cool um yeah prop uh contrary to uh, popular belief i really did enjoy um seeing boba interact with um the tribes and 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 the tuscan raiders and all that stuff was really cool to me because because obviously in 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 the in Mandalorian you get Boba at a certain point from that from that journey. So I was kind of stoked that we did go back and okay, like how did he get this and and mm-hmm. where did the robe come from? And right. that stuff was really beautiful to me. I really loved yeah, that was um, that so that, well whole, done. that whole scene. And then obviously you get like the syndicate uh, mowing them down or whatever, and that kind of leads to another story. Mm-hmm. um but uh is there anything um that you necessarily didn't like in the show um i i did like the flashbacks i do think mm-hmm. they probably could have been all in one episode <laughs> or maybe just two episodes yeah just like very short mm-hmm. um because the cinematography is beautiful and you you really just can't yeah. deny that and the deep history you get with the Tuscans is also really interesting um it's more than we've gotten in a long time um but yeah that's probably oh and then yeah I'd probably take out the the tech gang (laughs) 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 or at least alter how Boba interacts with them because like that initial interaction um the Boba that I grew up with would have just like strung up that girl for talking to him sideways and been like hey listen this is how it's gonna be Y'all need some work. Y'all can come work for me. If not, get lost. I but, agree. You know, I I get his tact. It is I get what they were going for with him, but I feel like it was a little misplaced. <laughs> I will say I think the thing that I probably didn't I want to say hated, but I didn't care for were probably the mods. Um, mm. They felt while it was really cool to see like like a new modern star Wars look to these people. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, and we're kind of just kind of all over the place here, but that's fine. Um, the, the, the thing that they were just like angsty teenagers, like just doing random shit. And then Bopo was like, Hey, you guys work for me now. I was like, okay, I, this is cool. Um, what I didn't like was that in the finale, um, Boba has a fucking castle. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, no, we're going to stay here and we're going to fight this battle on the streets of Tatooine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I've never been in a battle myself, but I don't think that's like the smartest idea. Right. Um, and then Boba and Mando were like, okay, like that's fine. <laughs> um, I think, I don't know. I just felt like we got like this group of teenagers in episode, I believe it was three, and they were just kind of there. <laughs> and then they kind of started working for Boba. And then somehow in the finale, they were just like, 
no, we fucking love this talent. Like this is like, like this Man. is what we're gonna this do. This is our spot. Yeah, I was just like, what? Like that that the, there was a weren't some you issue. just harassing people two seconds ago? Right, like that that could have been a thing, but they didn't really establish any reason for them to feel that way beforehand. Like 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 I felt like they could have maybe one of the episodes they could have cut the flashbacks and they could have maybe dove a little deeper to get the audience to care about those mods because they're obviously such a critical part of the story going on um to me like i don't know like obviously you get like obviously you get to a certain point where you kind of have to get by in life sometimes and i feel like they could have maybe explained what happened that like the huts ruling kind of put these people out of a home or something and then they had to kind of start being the mod gang that they are um, but we never got any of that. So that was just really weird to me. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say I hated them. I didn't really care for them. Yeah, um, they were just kind of there. They, they were just kind of there. You know, background um, characters, basically. I will say, unlike the internet, I don't have an issue with Homie spinning while he was shooting. But <laughs> the whole internet yeah, it, seemed I mean, to it just looked, hated that. It, it looked cool. I guess they forgot all the, you know, the 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 Han Solo no look shots and stuff exactly. like that. Like, exactly. I mean, we've been doing this for 30 years. It's exactly. New, you know. Um, I guess this is uh, the opposite question, but I feel like we can probably dive a lot deeper into this. Um, everything you loved about the series. How much time you got? Yeah. <laughs> we got all uh, of it. Yeah. I mean, I think other than the stuff that we've touched on already, there was a lot of just actually seeing him crawl out of the Sarlacc. And, oh, and then when, when they went back in episode four, was it? Where he went back looking for the armor and where yep. like where it grabbed slate one and tried to pull that down and he blew it up with the siphon charge all that stuff just man like that that's the kind of stuff i was referred to when i when i said this is what i've, I've been waiting for since 1983 you know yeah <laughs> so. that was the same thing where i was just like excuse me it's one of those things where i was like oh fuck i can't believe <laughs> they're actually doing this like like yeah. like you always like which i thought to me was the really cool part of the show is where we got all the wouldn't call it fan service, but it was fan service in a way. Um, I guess it's just kind of expanding the, the star Wars lure in my, mm-hmm. in my eyes. That was really cool. Um, the Cad Bane stuff was really fucking cool to me too. Um, and then see seeing comment. his silhouette off in the distance at the end of that oh, episode. And then it came closer. I saw the hat. I was just like, Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that silhouette. Yeah, they did a really good job making him look really menacing. Yeah, man looks there, scary. There's people, <laughs> there's people crying about how he looks different than you know the stylized cartoon version did. I'm like, okay, of course he looks different than a fucking cartoon. Like, go look at uh, Dooku. He looks a lot different than his real life self does. You know, like, come on. I mean, uh, this, this is what you're complaining about. You're getting a live action fucking Cad Bane, and then you're complaining. It's also been 20 years since that show you're right, referring yeah. to. <laughs> I also just liked it because the look was terrifying, but it was practical. And you don't get a lot yeah. of practical stuff in Hollywood anymore. Yeah, I think um, other than the eyes, that was all that was yeah. all uh, prosthetic. And right? I was yeah. yeah, and I was just like, oh, like I was I was so scared to look, but I couldn't turn away <laughs> because I was like, I can't believe we're fucking getting this. Yeah, coming. he looked really cool and they, they got the same voice actor to play him. So that was <laughs> it was sick. So good. Um, definitely one of the things I loved. Um, Blacker, Blacker Sandston in in some of the episodes were was really cool. Um, the episode where he breaks into the palace and like just 
goes ham on everybody. Oh, yeah. Fucking sick. He was just getting stabbed and just ain't having it. Just turned around, throwing people around. It was, it was like, oh, this is a Tuesday. Come and when he, when he rips off the Trandoshan's arm in the, in the bar in the following <laughs> oh episode. Oh, my God. Love just... that shit. <laughs> so good. I think but... every scene in that bar was gold. <laughs> yeah. And then they blew it up. God damn it. <laughs> God. They they blew up the one, one, one of the best parts of the show for me, Jennifer. Right. <laughs> yeah 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 that was that was nice she looks so awesome <laughs> oh yeah the, 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 the twilight milf things i didn't know i needed in my life <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> um let's see here um i guess another thing i guess we can talk about to me was the, the very robert rodriguez feel of certain episodes um i absolutely thought it was hilarious um but i lost my shit when uh Danny Trejo came on screen. <laughs> oh, as the we got in space. It's funny. Like I, I, I dug back and found it after that episode. I had tweeted last year or something. I was like, "Oh, you did." Robert, I Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez is a showrunner in Boba Fett. That means we're getting Danny Trejo in Star Wars, right? And there sure. he is, and it was great. <laughs> Bringing in a fucking rancor, yeah, to Boba, which was fucking awesome. Um, I wish we. I wish. And this is me just kind of being picky, I guess. But I wish we would have gotten an episode where it was just Boba, Fennec, Danny Trejo, and the Rancor. And they were just, like, training <laughs> with it. Right. Like, that would have been so cool. Because um, then that kind of would have been full circle to um, him riding the Rancor into battle. Yeah, I felt like they were kind of uh, It's just rushing. It's setting like, up for that when they lessons. brought it in. <laughs> it's right. Like, yeah. When, when did these lessons take place? Because you seem really good at riding this Rancor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, like, I Where think you find the time. That's what exactly. he was doing while we were all watching the Mando episode. Exactly. Right? <laughs> um, and then I, it was just really weird to me because it felt like an eternity for him to be like, we're in the middle of battle. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'll be right back. Let me go get my Rancor. And <laughs> like, what? He does have a jetpack. <laughs> That's yeah, true. But, it's, but, but the Rancor then has to run all the way back to Mos Espa. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Um, but that was really cool. Um, obviously, uh, it felt real kaiju and um, real um, King Kong. Yeah, Kim just climbing on the building, sliding around building. and stuff. That is was, total, was total King Kong. Loved it was it. so cool. Um, the Western influences in the show were really awesome. I'm um, going back to uh, the Cad Bane and uh, Cobb Banth standoff was really cool. Um, do you guys think that Cad Bane is officially dead? I fucking hope so. And I'm not because I, I don't like the character. It's just like it's a beautiful let way to dead end people story. die. Yeah, like it made yeah. sense. Like it was a yeah. Obviously, that was it's the, been the beginning and end of an arc. Yeah, like when, they've had that. And Boba was like, since. "I'm not a child anymore." It's like we're right. we're calling back to all the way in Clone Wars. This this is done. Yeah, and then he he final he lesson with the gaffy yeah. stick, which yep. because you know. You had you had Bane talking about uh, you know the pikes how how the pikes killed all the Tuscans and huh so he killed him with the Tuscan weapon poetic like yeah yeah I was it. like why why would you tell Kai made this you know he's gonna <laughs> <laughs> he has yeah. no allegiance to you <laughs> right people were like he's not dead and I was like I'm pretty sure you can hear his respirator just go out of um I feel like his respirator just <laughs> like randomly like gave out after he got stabbed <laughs> to death like you, no... you would think you would hope and i know, and I know I feel, it feels like a thing like to just bring characters back now but like i mean the whole fact that we're watching a boba fett show attests to that but it uh 
Like if it, it it just cheapens it, I think if you do it too much with too many characters and keep bringing people back, it's just like what's these people these characters' death means nothing in the overall scheme of things if you just bring everybody back all the time. Like people can die I'm, and that's okay. It's a thing that happens. You know, I'm just I'm just glad they were not like, hey, let's go stick them in the fucking back to tank. <laughs> right, put them in the back to tank, or let's give them some robot parts or uh, whatever. You know, I mean, that like, seemed <laughs> to be the solution this season when we, we right? got that Finnick episode. It's like. I feel like she needed a lot of those middle parts there you took out. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the tech is like there, but apparently in, in, in the Star Wars galaxy, we can just replace people's uh, guts and, apparently, and everything like, with the, this the entire midsection. I was like, right. She looked like 3PO, like, what the fuck? <laughs> apparently, uh, Thundercat has it under control down there. <laughs> yeah, in yeah, yeah. So. Well, I guess he's uh, building uh, Cobb Vance now, too. And I've, I've seen people joking. Uh, like photoshopping uh Cobb Vance head on Robocop and like making oh, it yeah, I, I saw that I saw that it's, it's pretty funny so I'm, I'm curious what they do with him now some, he's gonna be wearing some armor now <laughs> yeah 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 he's do you guys armor. do you guys think that uh well I guess double-edged question here um we're obviously going to get a season two that's very think. that's very clear um but do you guys think that it's going to be like a weird Cobb Vance focused story now because it seems like that's seems like that's kind of seems kind of like that's where they're going with um, the story. Yeah, I feel like maybe this season served as that sidebar to the Mandalorian, and then since that part of the story was resolved and can continue in the next season of the Mandalorian, it like leaves these other characters with okay, well now what do they do? Yeah. I don't think Boba and Fennec are going to be tagging along with Mando and Grogu doing whatever they're doing. They're going to be doing their own thing, and there's probably some loose ends on Tatooine that need to be tied up. And now, like you said, we have Cobb Vance in the back of the tank with all his new fancy uh, machine parts so the citizens who knows what's gonna go yeah. on there yes Freetown's yeah there's got stuff going on there's, there's a lot of stuff going on on tatooine i'm sure and i feel like maybe the pike syndicate isn't completely done or if they are now. they're you know you, you got things like you could bring in black sun or crimson dawn or anything you know bring back kira yeah there's your big bad for season two you know yeah like, i feel like they kind of left it open which i think it's really cool because obviously the it just felt like like they won the victory. They didn't necessarily win the war to me. Right. Um, right. It felt like a very like short term solution to the Pike Syndicate, um, and I feel like it'll it'll probably grow as things grow in the Star Wars universe to be like there's someone behind that. Um, yeah, I, I, I will say like the Pike War was it takes a up. lot to make the huts run. Is all I'm gonna say. On that it, so. too, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, they might have said that it's bad for business, but they knew something more. They're like coming awesome. to Tatooine, so they're oh, like, yeah. you know what, not worth it. <laughs> yeah, um, I will say that uh, I think I was kind of hoping that the mayor was going to be more of a of a badass mm. than we than we ended up just kind of getting him to be. Um, but obviously, yeah, was, I feel like he, he was just kind of just like a. Current a politician happened to be a patsy and he, and he just let the fucking syndicate run roughshod yeah but not like a major character himself that's and then and then we did which i thought was boba um we did get that badass scene in the finale where fennec just comes in fucking murders everybody murks, <laughs> yeah murks everyone um which i felt like she was underwritten in some parts of the show 
Um, yeah, for sure. But I felt overall like, like, I don't know. She, 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 to me and uh, Boba was really cool. in a lot of the, and in, in a lot of the stuff that we got, um, but I felt like Fennec to me was just like, I don't know. And it's kind of hard to say that because without Fennec, you don't get Boba where he is now and then vice versa. Yeah. Right. Um, but I will say one of my biggest complaints about the show and a big fuck you to whoever wrote the show. Um, why did you kill my Gamorrean pigs? Yeah. 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 Why did you kill them? They can only survive so many battles. Why did you kill them? They were so loyal. So loyal. I guess guess they got to, you know. Homeboys were serving Jabba. (laughs) Yeah. They, they, they'd seen some shit. And then, uh, they were, yeah. They, 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 they went out. Man, but, that, uh, I mean, I guess they had to, they, you know, take out some of the good guys, right? You that's know, it can't true. be a big one sided thing. But, I mean, I, yeah. I, I guess I'd rather take the Gomorians' death over uh, Black K because had they right, killed, right, right, right. Because they had they killed Black K, I would have been like, yo, fuck this show. Like, I thought they might too at, at that last episode. Like, he was taking a lot of damage, and I was just like, oh no. Or and then they piled I thought he was going to have like, like yeah, I thought, I thought he was going to have like one big crazy blaze of glory and take a bunch of people out with him and go but you know oh yeah i he and it was just yeah i will say i was i was getting kind of upset because like Mm -hmm. i don't know like you it this is maybe credit to me listening to too many podcasts about the show but um you do have like a fortress like and then for you to be out in the in the middle of the town just like didn't make any sense to me which is fine i've i've never fought a war and fucking tattooed yeah. me so i don't I, I can't really judge but um the the turn like like the turn like like the surprise attack i was just like oh shit like i wasn't expecting that i wasn't right. expecting them to kind of infiltrate the town like that um mm-hmm. but man they did try they did get me there i would have been real mad had they killed black k and i and i thought he was a goner i will say um and then obviously you get the line of Boba being like, oh, well, uh, Fennec will say we can stick him in the Becca tank. And he's like, no, right. it's being used. And you're like, well, wait, what? Um, who, who's in there? Yeah, right. <laughs> and right. then we find out later it's called Banth. Um, I don't know. I, I really like the show. And I think overall um, it did it did serve its purpose. Um, it made me, it carried, I feel like, it is the Star Wars TV universe, right? But I feel like overall, it's probably like more the Mandalorian verse than we can say sure. um, anything else about it. Um, it it did it did carry that story further, and it did carry the story of Tatooine mm-hmm. further, which I don't have an issue with going back to Tatooine every now and then, um, uh, uh, as it being like the focal point of continuing <laughs> right. this the Star Wars universe. Um, episodes five and six were gnarly. We got uh ahsoka and luke together uh yeah i would like to see more of how that happened and where that started and what that relationship is like yeah were you when and where did they meet you know were you you really just i can't imagine that she was just like wait skywalker that's (laughs) not a common last name (laughs) right 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 Were you guys it's like um, did she also go to the scene stone and be like, I wonder where who Grogu was talking to? <laughs> right. Were you guys um just I, I don't know, maybe this is me kind of going too deep into it, but I was kind of upset that they were making Grogu choose. I mean, I think <laughs> um it was a very 
telling moment for Luke because it's essentially the same choice that Yoda gave to him. Yeah. And there was true. a right answer. And I think for Luke, the right answer was Grogu's answer. Yeah. Because uh, okay. in the face of the same obstacle, same tribulations, <laughs> give up your loved ones or follow the path of the Jedi and, right. you know, release all attachments, Luke chose to save his friends. Right. Yeah. So true. I think that it would have been less of Luke or not like Luke to be like, okay, well, we're just going to rebuild this Jedi order. And, you know, from ground zero, here we go. Same rules. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, that didn't work out for them so well the first time around. So maybe they I mean, should. We and, also and, have the foresight to know that. And we know how that ends up for anyway. Him, so, <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. So maybe he should have chose a different approach. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, I don't I don't think it was I think it was, I don't think it was bad. I think in in fact it was perfect the way yeah. I would have seen it playing out. It was just crazy because you get that whole episode, you get the training montages, you get um, the conversations between Ahsoka and Luke, where she's like, right. "You remind me of your father," and you're just like, "Oh, oh my heart." Yeah. <laughs> and then the Ahsoka and Mando of if you care about him. You can't give him this. Exactly. Right. And I you like, can't give him this. He can't um, see you. And and I, I thought it was really cool when he goes to uh, the outpost <laughs> where um, the armorer and um, the other Mandalorian is at. Um, and they, yeah. yeah. And they kind of go over, well, you can't have a weapon made out of fucking Beskar. So <laughs> right. like, we need to do Gotta something with armor. it. And right. then I was like, oh. And then he was sure enough, he made the little little mm-hmm. chain link mail for him. And it was so cool. Um, and then and the part that even got me almost to cry was when he's in the in in the spaceship, it the, the mm-hmm. ball was even in the shape of the <laughs> little Grogu's head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the part that kind of tripped me out the most was like this lightsaber belonged to Yoda. And I was like, what the right. fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, like, oh man. <laughs> um yeah, I thought I I I was kind of upset at first. I was like, "Man, you're making a, a fucking kid shoes." I mean, uh, the child's but, forty years old. <laughs> true. Yeah. True. Um, but also, yeah, like, obviously, his species age is different than humans. But you know, it's just like, oh yeah, you're fifty. You look pretty good for fifty, right? Yeah. yeah, but like, but like, you knew at the end of the day, like, the choice was going to be Mando, <laughs> um, which. I'm kind of glad we got all this stuff in, in this season. And then um, the part that cracked me up the most was uh, in the finale, you get the X-Wing coming in. And I was like, mm. oh, shit. I was, I was like, well, first of <laughs> like, all. Just if, like the Mandalorian finale when Luke's yeah. in the X-Wing. And it's like, you were getting that again, huh? Well, I'm kind of glad that it was just Grogu and R2-D2 on yeah. the X-Wing. Because obviously, if you get Luke flying into Tatooine, the fucking Pike Syndicate doesn't stand a fucking <laughs> chance. <laughs> right. <laughs> um and i i thought that was really cool um he came in and uh we get the scene with um god i forget her name um oh pelly yeah yeah pelly pelly mall pelly mall and then they and then she writes in the tattooing with um uh baby like, girl oh, hey look who's here right <laughs> that 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 up my anxiety so much more um mm-hmm. in the in, in that season uh in that season finale because you get him and then he does a little force hop to land in his dad's arms and oh. i was like oh <laughs> man 
This was real cool. Um, oh, he did learn how to jump when Luke was teaching him. Yeah. As a, as a little subtle little thing there. Oh, yeah. As a fan of the prequels, um, the whole Naboo Starfighter stuff was, mm. again, some of the best Star Wars stuff we've ever gotten. Um, it was just great. I didn't think they were going to... Um, you'd think some of these things won't acknowledge prequels anymore just because <laughs> how split they are. Um, but they ended up modding it out and then he test drives it on the same grounds that the beggars um, canyon and the the, yep. the pod the pod race course the yeah. pod race course and you're just like oh man I, I i believe at that point i was just like completely very nice little touch there for and sure i was just completely like an emotional mess at that point <laughs> um yeah what you guys uh, get stopped by the cops right after <laughs> yeah he does <laughs> um which i One thought would... of which uh the non-asian guy that's that actually the actor the, that did the luke yeah the, the yeah, yeah, actor yeah. who plays luke for uh the uh deep fake stuff yeah i that whole scene and when they get pulled over in space and he's like hey <laughs> i've met you before right <laughs> no i think you got somebody else yeah, you got the wrong like, guy no, and then he just hits the nitro i think you got out. someone else um <laughs> cinematography was obviously really big in the show um <laughs> i completely nutted when we got like uh, uh boba and mando fighting together yes um and 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 that whole tatooine scene was just mm-hmm. and most espo was just fucking gnarly um just the way it was shot just everything was about it, it was really good um <clears throat> i guess to kind of continue the show um do you guys how do you guys feel about robert rodriguez directing star wars stuff i know right now the fan base is kind of split but <laughs> I'm all for it. I think he gets it. And I also think like just the kind of stuff he does and the stuff that he's into very much aligns with Star Wars, just like the whole grindhouse stuff and the spaghetti Western stuff. And it all, it all fits perfectly in Star Wars, especially in like the Mando and Boba Fett realm, because they, they feel a little more Western even than like, you know, Star Wars in itself is very influenced by that. But these in particular just feel like space westerns to me. Yeah. You're you're on a giant desert planet. You, you it doesn't get any more western. Right. Yeah. <laughs> With I, a I, town called Free Town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stuff yeah. like you know, the marshal and Cad Bane showing up and they're like dueling in the streets. Like it's it's so good. So much like a damn uh, deputy. So much you feel like that's the kind of stuff. to himself. Right. <laughs> So much that, desperado, that's the kind of stuff, Robert. Yeah, for sure. Desperado, like once, uh, once upon a time in Mexico vibes, are absolutely love that. Um, I don't necessarily know. I I get that Bryce Dallas Howard and Dave Filoni directed the two best episodes in the, the series, the, the the Mando episodes. Yes, but it's but but it's a given with how much stuff they've done with Star Wars. And, <laughs> yeah, um, I felt and like, and I just want to reiterate, give Bryce Dallas Howard her own show ASAP. One, one yeah, one hundred percent. Um, give her a few episodes and fucking obi-wan for god's sake i'm so excited about that mm-hmm. um yeah i just i don't necessarily know why people are so quick to judge uh robert um uh, i understand the show probably didn't live up to some people's expectations mm-hmm. and uh, i feel like the people who don't i feel like the people who didn't get the boba stuff probably don't necessarily understand star wars right and that's- i'm sorry you hate fun you know like yeah <laughs> yeah um because I mean, going back to like the Tuscan tribe and the whole ceremony they had with him mm-hmm. and the training and him helping them kind of destroy the train, all that stuff to me was just really cool. Like, um, yeah. the, the, despite of what it delivered, 
um, to certain people. I just felt like that was kind of necessary going into the story. And I mean, overall, if we get a season two or we don't, I am excited either way because mm-hmm. um, we're going to get Mando 3. Um, we're getting Andor. We're getting Obi-Wan. Um, we're, getting... we're getting a trailer tomorrow, maybe. During oh, the yeah. Bowl. The Is Super that... Bowl. What I'm hearing. That's I don't the... know if that was 100% confirmed, but yeah. That's the big rumor. Uh, I feel I feel like we'll probably get another. I feel like we'll get a, an Obi-Wan trailer. I feel like we'll probably get maybe another Doctor Strange trailer or something different. Um, something big. Yeah, that's... I don't care about football at all, so I'm just like, oh, give, me, I mean, give me the trailer or whatever. That's the only thing I, that I'm like... Well, the the, the only reason I watch the Super Bowl is for shit like that. <laughs> right. I don't even watch. Yeah. I'm just like, I know it'll be online in like two minutes. I'll I mean, oh, yeah. The only time I'm watching cable for the commercials. <laughs> right, right. Normally, I don't know, okay, don't go get a snack, refill my, my, my coffee, whatever. Now... Now it's like, let's go. Oh, football's on. I'll be back in 20 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll go, you know, get my snack while the game's on and come back for the commercials. I I guess the only thing I would watch this year or the Super Bowl this year is also probably the halftime show. Who's Um, playing this year? I don't even know. It's like uh, Mary J. Blige, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, um, Kendrick Lamar. I don't know. The way Dre talked about it, I'm pretty stoked. He's hmm. he's like, they don't really have um, a lot of uh, uh, people of color on the halftime sure. shows, so we're going to make them realize why they fucked up. And I was like, that's cool. I was like, that I'll watch. But again, that's, I feel like that's the kind of thing, like, I'll just watch it after the fact online. Or yeah, exactly. I'm not going yeah, to. I don't think I watched stream. the Super Bowl live since I was a child living at home and didn't have any choice, you know. <laughs> like, I don't voluntarily watch it ever. I'm a hockey guy. It's the only sport I care about. But Same. Do you guys think that um, there is someone running the Pike Syndicate that is that we haven't fully discovered yet? That oh, yeah. could lead into if we do get season two, like I was saying, maybe Black Sun or the Crimson Dawn are actually pulling the strings or something like that. Yeah. Because, like you said, if it was somebody badass enough to make the huts go, we're going to sit this one out, then yeah. something's up. Yeah. Yeah. Also, they, you know, direct parallel to Dune as as it is with the spice. Um, mm, yeah. That's, that's a lot of money. For, Star Wars for the Pikes. So <laughs> yeah. They're not just gonna leave Tatooine alone because one of their battalions got whooped. They're right. obviously They're, gonna that's come gonna back. piss them off and they were gonna come back because the Pike Syndicate is a pretty big, big, you know, group. So like yeah, absolutely not. They're not yeah, just Spice like, makes the oh, world go We took around, the L so. here on one of the most profitable <laughs> planets and all, so uh forget that. We'll just leave. I don't think that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do think uh I do think it could be Crimson Dawn maybe involved. Um, obviously, it has to be someone super fucking scary, as Dom said, for uh, the Huts to be like, you know what? Uh, I did see what's her face say or- that she would love to come back and play Kira again. So, oh man, that'd that be so would cool. be. And, and you and know, it- people people are probably gonna harp on the timing. Like, you know, it's another. I think it's ten years after the solo movie. Yeah. Um, so she'd be like. 30 40 maybe right, yeah, 50. It would be perfect so she she looked exactly like Boca Ted who is also canonically 50 right <laughs> yeah but she's looking great as a 50 year old Mandalorian so 
I think they could do it. It'd be cool. <laughs> you know, she's one of the people in comics to take on Darth Vader and hold her own <laughs> right. and still live to tell about it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think there's someone behind it. Um, I don't people were thinking it's maybe Thrawn. I don't think that's the case. No, I feel like um, Thrawn we're going to see in the Ahsoka series and that's just yeah, going to be the whole thing. He's with, in you deep know, space. That's deep where Ahsoka's yeah, going. Yeah. I he's, feel like they established that in the first episode with Ahsoka and Amando last season where she was, you know, where's Grand Admiral Thrawn at? And then that, that's what she's doing. She's off looking for him. And, you know, Ezra, I guess, too. If, yeah. if that's where yeah. we're going so i mean we get we got a few star wars characters out in this timeline unaccounted for some right. of them jedi some of them not so they've got <laughs> options i mean you got the bd uh unit also in that i think episode right seven, i'm like is six, that yeah. the same six, droid from fallen order or is it just ha- mm-hmm. is it just a little oh look it's the same model just to kind of yeah, you yeah. Know, give, I doubt it's just so one, people but... can be right. As I say, like there's more than one BD droid in the galaxy, right? <laughs> what? But I I do appreciate the attention to detail because Cal Kestis is around, right. doing something. And we're we're pulling from the animated series and the comics at this point. Why not the video games too? Right? It's all canon at this point. So. Yep. Uh, do you guys think? Uh, so I guess now, uh, since we did talk about the the show, um, what what was the best moment um, in the show for you guys? Um, I have a few. I think Boba riding the Rancor was a really cool. That was just fucking badass. Yeah. Was a really cool moment to uh, the holiday special as well. Um, I thought it was yeah. just really cool. Um, I think people kind of hated this, but I loved it. Uh, Boba versus Cad was. Yeah, it was exactly what it needed to be. It's, it's it was, what it I was wanted. a resolution. Yeah. It was a resolution duel, just like in Rebels when you had Obi-Wan and Maul. It was like this yep. years-long rivalry finally comes to a head, and that's it, the end, you know? And it should be. That's exactly what it should be. Also and, on Tatooine. How about that? Yeah, exactly. Love it when Star Wars is poetry, right? Yeah. Um, and then probably my, my, one of my favorite moments of the whole show was um, just Fennec going in and just killing off the fucking pikes and taking off the just all the families yeah just on by herself was so beautiful um you and getting her own little uh on your left moment with the uh the biker (laughs) gang oh yeah but she's just like nope stay there you're fine (laughs) (laughs) are you sure (laughs) yeah and it just comes back and just snipes everybody it's great man yeah okay gotta go (laughs) (laughs) Um, any final thoughts or anything about the show? Uh, any anything anything you guys want to say before we head out for the day? Uh, I don't know if it's a call forward or what, but another thing I'll allude to is also in that uh, where he visits the other Mandalorian. She yeah. tells the story of the Mandalorian uh, who's going to unite everybody. He rides the Mythosaur. <laughs> right. Um, yep. Boba Fett rode the Mythosaur in the holiday special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So maybe Boba becomes Mandalore like he does in the extended canon. Maybe right. he doesn't. Who knows? <laughs> that would be an interesting parallel to him becoming the crime lord on Tatooine, which he found out that's not what he wants to do. He wanted to help the people that he was in the town ruling over. So maybe in some weird way, he ends up helping his people of the Mandalore. I don't know. It's weird because he kind of, I feel like he kind of doesn't respect 
the Mandalorian, but you know, you, yeah, what, yeah. What, he, what he said to Dimmer, he's like, you still believe that crap? And he, <laughs> you, what, he's I like, think he you doesn't still believe that about the fodder. The, <laughs> right, right, the children of the watch. That's true. I think yeah. he has no much, respect uh, for Death Watch or any allegiance to Death Watch. Yeah. They're, they're very uh, that would fundamental. Yeah. Fundamentalist. And I think that's. You still believe that Fanta Father. Such a good moment. <laughs> Such a good moment. Yeah. Anytime those two characters just discuss, I'm, I'm always here for it because it's always good stuff. I mean, and it shows you Din's convictions because he was challenged at the with the Mandalorians. He could have lied, said, nope, never took off my helmet. never took my helmet. Yeah, he said, never, yeah, I did never it. Never done it before. And they kicked him out, but he still... Yeah, he, he took the punishment, was like, and still how, can I, how can I make this better? It was like, yeah, that's that, impossible. They said the the only I way to do that was to it out. A bit, so take a walk, and he just left and went and did his thing. So yeah, that, that's going to be interesting in season three to see how that plays out because i feel like that's i feel like the bulk of season three is going to be like centered around the dark saber and just mandalore as a whole with focus probably gonna come back for that dark saber too yeah he's he's probably a little mad especially now that he's been cast out you know he doesn't deserve to have it i'm sure he wants somebody who's actually a mandalorian to have it and you've been kicked out so i'm coming for that dark saber i guess you have my great times 10 grandfather's lightsaber i want it back (laughs) do you guys think that uh i i always think that as much as he loves and respects the mandalorian lore um I always feel like Din Djarin will probably end up leaving it. Um, maybe finding his own beliefs. I don't know. I, I That's kind of the vibe that I'm getting. Um, yeah, he, it feels like Star Wars as a whole is about character growth over yeah. the years and mm-hmm. people kind of ending up completely different from what they thought they wanted or, you know, what they seemed like they were heading towards. They end up doing something completely like, you know, 180 from that. So that could very well be his end result there is that he discovers hey wait maybe this isn't for me and you know where i've seen enough of the galaxy now to know that there's so much more out there and this doesn't vibe with how i feel inside you know yeah because it seems like every time he runs into the armor or always (laughs) they kind of take a deep dive into that culture right and those beliefs you always i mean at least to me it feels like he's always kind of conflicted um whether it's giving up grogu whether it's uh you know, admitting his faults that he did take the helmet off and and having to kind of fight his beliefs on that. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know how many more seasons of Mandalorian they can give us, but I don't really care if they give us 10 more. Fuck Keep them coming. <laughs> I, I'm it's, here for it's it. It's like the best Star Wars content we've gotten since the original trilogy, I think. Do you guys think that all these stories will um, kind of coexist into this is the big rumor and story um, going around so there's a star wars movie that taika's supposed to direct right we don't know jack shit about it right they haven't said what they have about it, or they what time period it takes place in or anything yeah they, they haven't said if it's high republic if it's post empire whatever whatever um the belief and the general rumor is that um i mean mando and grogu are kind of a fucking cash cow for for Disney yeah. at the moment yep um how do you guys feel about these characters stepping on into the big screen? 
I mean, the, the Mando shows feels like a movie anyway because they're, the production value is so high insane, and they yeah. obviously have very good budgets and it's just like every episode is sort of like a mini movie anyway. So yeah. I'm sure it wouldn't feel too different translated to that medium, just, you know, a bigger screen to watch it on. So yeah, if anything, I'd be like, this wasn't enough. Movie. Right. Oh, this is only <laughs> this is only two hours. That's like two episodes. Give me a I'm whole need season a of three this. part give, movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. Give Taika a, a trilogy. Give Bryce a trilogy. Right. Um, I mean, I, I want them to start on this High Republic stuff because <laughs> the books are great. I'd like to see it on screen in some form or fashion. I haven't delved um, into that yet. But yeah, I mean, that's on my I, cool. to do. I haven't read the High Republic <laughs> stuff either. Um, I've but just had so much stuff going on and just not enough time to do all the things I want to do. Which Yoda's bouncing kind of, around in there too, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I do see a lot of good. The benefits of being nine hundred years old, you see some <laughs> shit, right? Well, there's there's rumors since they canceled um, the. The uh, Space Rangers, show. the Rangers of the New Republic, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel people think that those shows were going to get replaced by something else, which mm. which I probably oh. think it could happen too. Um, I mean, Taika directed some of the best fucking Star Wars stuff we've seen, yeah, recently too, um, along with Bryce. So, um, if you were to stick Baby Grogu and fucking Mando and all these characters on a fucking four hour movie, fucking sign me up. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily, I mean, I feel like, and maybe this is just me, but I feel like Thrawn is like the overall big bad of the whole universe. Right. Um, smart enough to be. Um, At that point in time, I would think so. Yeah. Cause uh, you know, Palpatine's still laying low there and yeah. kind of slow, slow building the first order and all that. So that's not even in the, and yeah. That's not even um, in the card for the foreseeable somewhere future. Somewhere in a tube. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, which which I think would be really cool. Um, we're obviously getting the Ahsoka show. We're getting the Andor show. Um, people kind of want a High Republic movie too, but I don't know if you could tell a High Republic movie without giving... I haven't looked into the High Republic stuff, so I... I feel don't... like if, if they did do that, it would they'd probably do a series at least first because i feel like that's kind yeah. of be i feel like that's kind of a real big chance to take to just be like here's this whole new thing with nobody you've ever heard of and now it's a movie everybody's just gonna be like what is this this isn't anything i know like at least the yeah. prequel and sequel trilogy were sort of connected to because i mean you saw how even like the reaction to solo was weird and i i think they kind of that kind of made them step back and be like, ah, maybe we shouldn't just be throwing movies out. Cause I know they had plans to do more yeah. standalone movies that end that they ended up deciding to do the, the Disney plus series yeah. instead. Cause that's kind of less of a risk I feel like for them. Yeah. I mean, the budgets in these in these shows are still pretty wild. Right. Like uh, I said, they, they feel like movies like budget wise and production wise, like they're hour long movies essentially. You know? Yeah. So. But I do think that, Mando is gonna be for right now the main focus of anything Star Wars related we get, and that's been very clear with right with this series. Um, cool. Uh, any final thoughts of the show? Anything we didn't touch on that you guys kind of want to um, talk about? Uh, nothing comes to no. mind here. Cool. All righty. Well, um, do you guys want to plug your socials or anything like that? Uh, kind of let the followers know where they can find you. Uh, yeah, you can find me at uh, the Uncanny Dom at pretty much anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Chris is HC Fest. That's shorthand for Chris's Hardcore Fest. That's my other uh, my, my my other life. <laughs> but uh, that's that's another story. <laughs> um, well, you can find me at um, Instagram on Keeper of the Faith underscore five one two. Um, and then you can find the podcast uh, streaming on all the podcast platforms. Uh, I, uh, I know I haven't posted anything on YouTube yet. Uh, I will be hopefully kind of knocking that out this week. Um, so if you guys like watching videos, um, keep an eye out for that. Um, otherwise, this, this episode and all the other episodes you can find in the Linktree bio um, that I have on all my socials. Uh, you can follow the podcast at Latino Nord Order Podcast um, on Twitter, Instagram. We have a Facebook, not really active on there because no one really is active on Facebook anymore. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me, man. Oh, did it stop? No, it didn't.